Hey podcast listeners, Tim here from Wafflebutt Media here to first give a shout out to the people of Houston and the entire Gulf Coast who are being affected by Hurricane Harvey right now. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, but for more than just thoughts and prayers, we need actual help down here. So there's obvious ways of helping like donating cold hard cash um, through uh, any number of Googleable websites like the Salvation Army, GoFundMe, the United Way of Greater Houston, um, uh, Global Giving, the Greater Humi- or Houston Community Foundation, all those are accepting charitable uh, fiscal donations. If you also have a uh, high water resistant vehicle or a boat and you are willing to help, please call 713-881-3100. That's 713-881-3100. They need help uh, with search and rescue on the water. If you are a survivor and you are listening to this and you need free legal advice, please call 800-504-7030. That's 800-504-7030. Or visit texasbar.com disasters, and they will give you free legal advice for anything uh, and everything that you need. Um, also, note that Comcast has opened all of its Wi-Fi hotspots for Xfinity Wi-Fi throughout Houston. That's 53,000 Wi-Fi hotspots now completely open, free to use for anybody who needs Wi-Fi and needs to get assistance that way. Also, if you have any uh, insurance claims, um, this is America the Podcast, and our laws are constantly changing. Well, they are about to pass a law where it's going to make it a lot harder for you to file your insurance claim. So please, if you are listening to this and you are a survivor of the Houston disaster, please file your insurance claims by September 1st before the law changes. So that being said, I hope this show brings you some laughs, some clarity, and uh, some uh, mental relief. Uh, we love you, Houston. Stay strong. Prepare your ears for a Waffle Butt Media podcast. Donald Trump is a Nazi sympathizer and a white supremacist. Are those just words used as an easy attack from leftist media and Antifa, or are they just a simple run-of-the-mill fact, considering he has expressed such views in private on multiple occasions with multiple people? I mean, why are we even asking this? I know Donald, and I can tell you all of this is true. Yeah, but not everyone knows him like you. Well, that's probably for the best. Where was I? Ah, yes. Find out tonight, America, on America the Podcast. Give me that funky fresh beat. Ah, it's good to be back. Hello, America. It's America the Podcast. I told you, I told you Steve Bannon would get fired before me. Didn't I? Didn't I tell you? Yeah, you did. But what are you, what are you gonna do now, though? Well, I have this and a few billion dollars sitting in my bank account, and uh, I've joined the resistance, so I'm sure I'll get my general stars at some point soon. It's not a militarized resistance, man. Well, tell that to Antifa. Which I could never be part of those people. I'm not into the whole tight black jeans and bandana across the face. I, my face is beautiful. I don't, I don't want to hide it. Most I ever hide it on is radio. Like this, the show. Oh, which we, we should start the show, right? Yeah, start the show. Hello, America. It's me, the bastard. Welcome to episode five of America, the podcast with me, the bastard. America, the podcast is a show where I berate you with the best and bigliest lecture you will ever hear in your entire life. Then my producer or even myself will interview a special guest or panel of guests to discuss the subject of the lecture that future kings will build their empires upon.
Furthermore, if for some reason you hate freedom and did not listen to any of the previous episodes of America the Podcast with me, the Bastard, or seen any of my videos on YouTube, Funny or Die, or BastardVideos.AmericaThePodcast.com, and therefore still do not know who I am, please allow my powerful voice to penetrate your delicate ears and fill your brain with my important words. You may consider me America's lobbyist and the embodiment of the greatest and bigliest political party ever to be conceived by men, the Grand Old Party. While I am not a registered member of the Grand Old Party, I routinely advise on and do their dirty work, as all good lobbyists do. And for heaping sums of money, I might add. I cannot stress that enough. My dirty work includes Reaganomics, my idea, breaking into the Watergate Hotel to attempt to gain dirt on the Democrats, my idea, Having 16 different Republicans run in 2016. My idea. Who did you want to win back then? I was backing Jeb, of course. Jeb! Oh, I miss him. Oh, he was a sure thing. He was a wet towel and, you know, the human equivalent of a koala bear, but, you know, a sure thing. We called him sure thing Jeb. He would have kept it business as usual. Would have been great. But then Donnie and his two stupid boys, Roger Stone and then Vlad Putin... Had to come in and muck everything up. Very glad to have been fired. I hated working for those Nazi pricks. You can find out more about my firing by going to bastardvideos.americathepodcast.com. Shameless self-promo. Well, man, then why did you go work for them in the first place if you hated them? Oh, I loved Donald back in the day. We went to clubs together all through the 80s and 90s. Drugs, women, parties, blackmail, mob hits, shoulder pads. God, I miss the 80s. Oh, my gosh. But like every sane person, I wouldn't have wanted him to be president, not even when Roger Strone tried to make him run the first time. But then again, after he stole the election, committed borderline treason, and threw a bag of money containing an offensive amount of money into my face, what was I going to do? Turn it down? Maybe, yeah. I mean, they paid me in million-dollar bills. They even had Donald's face already on them. I don't think they gave you real money. No, of course they did. You poors don't know how real money works. Well, regardless, you still should have maybe turned it down if you knew the kind of people you were working with were, you know, Nazis. Stop being such a Republican and try and see something from a different perspective for once. <laughs> I was serving America the only way I knew how. It is my responsibility to keep the Republic going no matter what. I and others knew Donnie was unfit and we knew all the risks. But he was going to win whether we wanted him to or not. Goddamn Electoral College. You had one job! One job! Anyways, we were desperate. But we knew we could keep him in line. We knew things would most likely get out of control, of course. So we brought Pence in as a solid backup. And once things inevitably get too hairy, Pence and the other GOP leadership declare Donnie unfit and boosh! Back to business as usual! Well, things seem to be pretty goddamn hairy right now, bastard. Well, for once, you're very right, Timothy. And that's why I'm here now. I underestimated how bad it had gotten. Turns out they've infiltrated several areas of the GOP leadership and even the government. Mostly by accident, if you can believe it, but what could I have even done? I mean, I was living in exile for ten years after they refused to grant my request to have Bush stay in office for a third term. Wait, who are you talking about? The Congressional Voting Committee! They forcibly removed me from their office and told me that you can only be president for two terms and that I'm going to have to deal with the Democrats for a while. I asked if it was because Kanye outed George Bush for not liking black people and that's when the sergeant-at-arms handcuffed me and dragged me out. I just couldn't handle it so I went and lived on my island until it sunk. 
Here's a video detailing where I was at bastardvideos.americathepodcast.com. Jesus, that's a lot to unpack for later, but no, I mean, who infiltrated the government? Oh, well, the Nazis and the Confederates, of course. Wait, are you serious? I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's quite bad. I mean, you've obviously heard the president speak the past few weeks and seen the people he's defended and allied himself with. How is this a shock to you? It's not shocking, but why the hell did you align yourself with them in the first place? Well, as I said, I didn't know the extent of the damage upon my return from exile. I just took the money like I always do. We've always known who the Confederates were around, and they were mostly amongst the GOP, obviously. Once the Confederacy dissolved, a lot of those same Confederates stayed in government. Do you not re realize that? Meaning those same ideals stayed. All those same senators and all those same congressmen and all those same governors were part of America again. Those ideals lingered. But irregardless, time went on and people changed. Ideas changed, the country changed. Hell, even the Democrats and the Republicans completely switched parties, making the Dems the dirty, progressive liberals and the Republicans the wise, head-in-the-sand conservatives. But even though those Confederate ideals still lingered, most of the regular mainline Republicans, like myself and other intelligent people, just laughed at those who still supported the Confederacy like the little racist elf men from Alabama that they are. But we laughed for too long. We grew too cocky, and their numbers grew. We all thought it had dwindled into some minuscule fringe, but we were sorely mistaken, obviously. I thought I could handle Bannon and his cohorts and keep the Republic stable, but was forced out to the fringe as a result. Alas, Timothy, I simply bit off more than I could chew. I'm a man, and I am man enough, and American enough, to admit when I was wrong. Meaning I will not take full responsibility for this, but rather blame the masses instead. As I said, after being fired by Donald Trump via tweet, I have joined the so-called resistance against Trump, and I will do anything I can to remedy the results of my actions that may or may not have inadvertently led to the current state of the nation. In hindsight, I should have probably come back earlier and helped guard the Republic. I mean, you couldn't have known that this would happen, man. None of us could have known. The but they did know, don't you see? Roger Stone, the little finger of Washington, D.C. Hashtag Game of Thrones, hashtag Team Stark, hashtag Ari is a badass, hashtag Bye Bye Littlefinger, has been trying to get him elected for years. And now, because of people like Roger Stone who just want to watch the world burn as long as they get their slice of the pizza, or people like myself who, until recently, would just take the money and defend their party no matter what, the Nazis, the Confederates, the alt-right, whatever the hell you want to call them, are marching through the streets demanding to keep statues of the rebel leaders. Which has always confused me. Why are there statues to an enemy that would see our great United States burn ever erected? No clue, man. Most people think that the statues, they, they're claiming like it's, a, it's their history or some shit. <laughs> history! That's their, that's their argument. Well, if you want history, go to a museum or open a book, you nerd. We don't need statues of Hitler to remember World War II. Losers don't get statues or participation trophies. I guess now they do, but, you know, that's for t-ball, not for wars. Losers also don't get to keep flying their flag in the name of freedom of speech. I honestly don't know why it's so hard to understand this. This is bullshit. I completely agree, man. Listen to me, America. If you pledge your allegiance to the enemies of America, whether it be to the Nazis, the Confederacy, ISIS, North Korea, or those who don't like the Muppets, you automatically declare yourself an enemy of America. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
As far as I'm concerned, you are an enemy agent who has renounced their citizenship and should be dealt with as such. A party or group that promotes the harm and oppression of other human beings is not the idea that belongs in America. You are undoubtedly sitting there in your chair with your smug demeanor saying that we in America already have a history of violence and oppression. Well, that's because the good people didn't do anything about it at the time. This is your chance to actually do something about it. At our core and at the heart of our true American values, we want peace and to be a shining beacon of freedom to the rest of the world, no matter your race, creed, or religion. But the unfortunate truth is, that is not the America we live in now. We are more divided than ever. The cause of this division is not on both sides. It is on one side, the side of hate. And my party, your party, all of us, we are complacent in letting this hate, this bigotry, this tiki torch-wielding, poorly-dressed bunch of tate-sniffers take hold of our great nation and say, oh, it's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech. It's not freedom of speech. It's hate speech. And it's un-American. We all had an indirect hand in this, whether you want to admit it or not, America. Whether you are like me and you let your love of money rule you to the point of turning a blind eye to the obvious threat in front of you in the hopes that your taxes might be lowered just a little bit, or you don't take just a few minutes to do your research on a political matter rather than just outright believing the talking head that yells at you on TV. My point is, America, we can do better. To my friends in Washington and to the commoners who are still defending him no matter what, you can do better. If you have a soul, you can do better. Even the worst of us can redeem themselves and come around. Look at me. Even I, the embodiment of the greatest country in the world, can do better and will do better. Much like the Grinch that steals Christmas every year, my heart has grown three sizes. Wait, strike that from the record. A hundred sizes. This is America. Everything must be bigger. It's an unwritten law. Your heart can grow too, America. It does not have to be a uniquely democratic thing to not back a Nazi sympathizer and just simply be compassionate to your fellow Americans. We need to come together and put our differences aside and peacefully squash these Nazi bastards and Confederate sons of bitches once and for all. But I do not want us to stoop to their level. Like one of the greatest Americans who ever lived, Dr. Martin Luther King, we must fight hate with peace. You are better than that small-handed tangerine and his friends. Fight the good fight and never give up, but do it peacefully. Right on, dude. Indeed, dude. Now, who's our guest for today? Uh, looks like Travis Rose coming on to talk about family supporting Trump and everything else going on. You want to do the interview this time? Or? Sure, but... Travis Rose. Travis Rose. Why do I know that? Why does that sound familiar to me? Uh, he was on the first episode, so there's that. Ah, now I remember. I kidnapped him and the other guests that day. Uh, yeah, and several days after that. Well, then I'm leaving. What the hell? You just said you would do the interview. Oh, calm your high-pitched, whiny voice down, Timothy. I can't do the interview. Travis is the only one who still has a restraining order against me. Besides, our next episode is about the war on drugs, so I'm going to go to Colorado and see things from the liberal hippie perspective and how capitalism has helped their marijuana industry. It's being called unbiased, I'm told. It's a new thing I've discovered. You should try it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll try that. Well, then I'm off. I was doing America the Podcast, but then I got high. I was going to go to Colorado, but then I got high. Ugh, that guy stoned? That, ugh, that's a scary thought. Fuck that. It's America, the podcast. 
This episode is brought to you by Wafflebutt Media. Wafflebutt Media is a niche podcasting network making specific podcasts for specific fan bases, like the Dallas Cowboys podcast, Bruce and the Boys, the Songwriting Podcast, the Schwegcast, and America the Podcast, a political satire comedy show coming July 4th, 2017. For more shows and info, please visit wafflebuttmedia.com. You can sign up for our mailing list and find all of our podcasts on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and TuneIn. Thanks, and enjoy the show. And we are back. Once again, the bastard is not here. He is in Colorado researching our next show, The War on Drugs, getting probably way too high off legal marijuana. Leaving me once again to uh, moderate the second half of the show. My name is Tim Phillippe, and as you know, I am the producer of America the Podcast and the owner of Wafflebutt Media Podcast Network. For more information, you can visit wafflebuttmedia.com and americathepodcast.com. With me today is Travis Rose, graphic designer and Californian-American, currently residing in Austin, Texas. You might remember him from our very first episode, which you can go back to and listen on any number of podcast platforms, including Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. Now, uh, since Donald Trump has fired the bastard over uh, the past couple weeks, um, as you probably heard in the last episode, we are going to continue our discussion on having family that supports Trump and just kind of discussing the shit going on right now. So you are somebody that knows a little bit more about politics than our last guest, uh, who didn't, um, Daniel. No fault on his own. He just <laughs> doesn't really want to fucking give a shit about some of this and just live his life. That's right. His family supports Donald Trump hardcore to the point where it's, I mean, they don't talk to each other. Do you yourself, Travis, have any experience in that? Well, first of all, Tim, thanks for having me back on the podcast. You're I know the bastard isn't a big friend of mine. No, but, you, um, uh, I mean, well, if you drop your restraining order, I mean, he might <laughs> have stayed, but. Well, it's legally binding, and I don't want to go through all the paperwork oh, right fine. now. Okay. Listen. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel for Daniel, and it has made me, um, I haven't used Facebook in a while because of it, and around the election, all these fights that. I had with my family, um, which, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole bag of worms, can yeah. of worms, you know, but, um, I think that it's kind of a responsibility at the same time. Mm-hmm. You have to engage them and try to convince them even when they're not willing to hear it. So, uh, I've been living kind of in this weird space right now where, I haven't been using Facebook, uh, staying off of, well, really staying off of Facebook because that's where my family is and Mm -hmm. I'll get online. I'll get on Twitter, Instagram. That's perfectly fine, but it's Facebook where those clashes seem to happen. So, um, I mean, when he was running for the election and, um, everyone was up in arms posting and everything like that, I definitely felt a responsibility to get on there and say something to the people being that, a slacktivist as they call it yeah it is it, yeah it is <laughs> but it, it worked i mean clearly dumb shit like that got donald elected of people just posting memes so yeah and so you know on the build-up to the election i'm on there posting and and it is it i feel like it falls onto 
it, like I said, it, this it's only I'm only talking about Facebook, but right, it right, also right. is just communication mm-hmm. with my family and um and other people that I know uh who are from my hometown or something that I went to high school with that I'm friends with on Facebook who mm-hmm. who are not in line with me who are supporting Trump or posting racist shit on mm-hmm. social media. And so I just want to let them know that, hey, you might have liked me in high school. Hey, you, I don't know. I don't know if you follow me on social media, but you definitely need to know this is what I believe. And if you don't agree with me, then you need to know that and it could potentially change your opinion. And that is a responsibility of, you know, it is kind of falls on uh, me as a, a white guy to, to do that. I know that people of color out there constantly on the front lines fighting the real battles and it's not their responsibility to educate racist white people right. about the issues and so you know i it's pretty cut and dry kind of obvious <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly and but it, it always ha- it always is and it always be has been but so that that's i know that my sister also feels the same way she right. became more vocal um prior to the election and are y'all black sheep where you're from kind of yeah i'm from i mean we're from california and when i tell people that they're like oh cool or they they're like fuck you but uh, (laughs) we have a lot of californians here in austin it's influx yeah i once uh, was driving down on south congress and i saw uh some graffiti that said go back to california <laughs> i've seen that <laughs> I, I, I wrote that <laughs> yeah, i wrote that no. uh yeah yeah so but i'm from a small town called yucca valley in the middle of nowhere it's right next to joshua tree near palm springs in the desert of california and it is hugely republican i mean just it was the type of place that when i remember when i got my driver's license i would be driving down the highway and I'd stop at a red light and there would be a truck next to me revving his engine. And mm-hmm. if I looked and made eye contact with the guy, it was probably going to end up being a fight. Like he would follow <laughs> oh me God. to where I was going and it would be a fight. Think about rednecks when you think about California. That's, that's weird to, for Texans to hear something like that at least. Oh, yeah. It's like majority rednecks. Right, right. <laughs> is Yucca a religious town? Are your parents, is your family religious at all? Because when we think about, you know, conservatives and all these people, like we mostly think of religious people. Like there's not a ton of atheist Republicans out there, basically. You know, I had a conversation with my dad about it um, last, not this last Christmas, but the one before where I was talking to him about religion because my mm-hmm. mom had recently um, told me that she started reading the Bible and that she's mm-hmm. been getting more religious. And I was like, that's great. Like, I'm, I'm happy for you. And I wanted to talk to her about it. I'm like, well, how come? Like, what's going on? You know, like, tell me what compels you to do that. And she was just saying, <laughs> she told me, I just need more Jesus in my life. And, you know, I, I don't expect her to think it all through that much. She doesn't, it's not, you know, she's an older woman. She's my mother. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I shouldn't, at least I shouldn't put expectations on her understanding of her need for religion. Right, right. But I kind of was doing that and it kind of upset me because I wanted to 
sort of hear her say something like, I just like the community. I like feeling like I'm a part of something, but she just kind of was, was, I mean, didn't really have an answer for me. So it kind of bummed me out. But for the most part, no, my dad is definitely not religious. Mm -hmm. My mom and my grandma on my mom's side are somewhat religious, but they're the type of religious people who don't go to church. They, right, right. Easter I, I Sunday, was religious. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I when, was I, when say, you were a kid, I was the religious one. I went to church with my friends. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did I mean, you ever I'll, share any of these, you know, conservative reviews with your family back in the day when I guess you were? I didn't know you were a church kid at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I would go with my friends and I would go. I remember going to youth group as a kid uh-huh. um, just on my own and my mom being did you proud. as well think <laughs> gay people were possessed by demons like i did <laughs> no definitely not i mean there are some california uh stereotypes that leak through and yeah that's definitely one of them i i i don't i don't have any views like that but i was ignorant on a lot yeah, of things yeah, yeah. i mean i was a kid you mm-hmm. know but um i don't think religion uh infected my views or sort of seeped into my views on humanity mm-hmm. or anything like that. I think that it was, for me, it was something to be a part of. And like with anyone, you know, it's a fear of death. I remember praying uh, right. at night if I was scared and that would make me feel safe. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I was somewhat religious as a kid. Not, I mean, not that much at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably went to church like 10 times a year. Oh, okay. And, um, and but yeah would be with friends and or just whoever not like basically never with my family the crazy thing is for me is like i can't i was full on like we 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 were i was raised from you know birth indoctrinated whatever you want to call it like and you know but like i always focus same with my parents too and they're my parents have come around and they were thinking a little bit more left-leaning or quote-unquote whatever you know they they like gay people and think everybody should have health insurance so if you want to call that left-leaning then <laughs> yeah. by god do it but uh they like it wasn't until like after i mean in college it was a old cliche went off to college after my first year and then stopped you know kind of going to church but mostly because like they kept telling me that gay people are still going to hell and i'm like well i'm in theater right. and i love all these people <laughs> and half of them are christians right, <laughs> so like yeah. we just called themselves that so like I, I came from the whole opposite spectrum of this and still like like on, on a whole religious side to a not so religious side anymore. And like the positive aspects of Christianity, it, like it baffles me that that's what the godless, quote unquote, Democrats are the ones that embody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and that obviously like and he won with religious people, Donnie Trump did like. He won the evangelicals, which preach loving your neighbor, blah, 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 you know, all that cliche yeah. shit. All that and Jesus-like <clears throat> stuff. All that Jesus-y stuff. We love Jesus. Represent Jesus. He's a sponsor of the show. Um, and, but, like, I just, that's something that I, I we will never figure out on, on this show or any other show, I'm convinced. Because, like, I cannot fucking fathom why the majority of people saw all that and took the out of oh G- Jesus forgives everybody blah 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 I'm like fuck you really yeah. like you you can't I like there's so many good people like Daniel's uh, the guy we had on last week his pants are super religious super nice people I've been to church with these people and I'm like how how can you think that this is a good idea how like I mean are you scared like is it ISIS like I've heard I've talked to people and they're like 
it's it's security is what some of my conservative friends say like they they voted either for their tax book which most of them aren't going to fucking see a goddamn dime of any of that or security scared of isis scared of mexicans that might these, these alleged mexican rapists that wandered into the country so many times like yeah it, it's it's actually in my opinion um it conservatives talk about identity politics all right. the time and they, yeah they say the left is playing identity politics yet they're the biggest identity policers yeah, of anyone they, i mean our christmas is going away right like, yeah, yeah. Come they, on. there is no i mean it's supposedly about a starbucks cup being red Fuck exactly you. <laughs> supposedly there is no such thing as is the white uh community i mean the the white race right 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 you could yeah. be irish you could be german yeah. you could be english but this idea of the white race and and white identity is huge to conservatives i mean that's how what is the identity like christianity is so is a a piece of that and but that's why somebody who is christian a white christian person could vote for somebody like donald trump yeah is that they just want to they they identify as this is their side you know i i identify as this white person and the people who are on the other side don't it's not even like I mean, obviously, issues don't matter. The person I'm voting for, their integrity or their humanity doesn't necessarily matter. But this is the side where my white identity is supposed to align. Right. And and it's it, that it's a huge deal, and it does have to do with Christianity, uh-huh. um, to some degree. But I mean, the identity. Uh, I think Reza Aslan had talked about this, and he was talking about how every religion is cultural i mean mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't matter you, even you christianity choose... is celebrated differently in every single different culture like right yeah. yeah and you can you can um sort of you know if you converted later in life and now this is your new identity then you have this you have a different view on it but for the most part 90 percent of any religion is this is the identity this is what you were brought up with and everything like that yet it's funny when donald trump quotes two corinthians in the <laughs> two corinthians yeah as his as his favorite verse uh, you know that's the uh, one you like right <laughs> yeah and so it, it's it's insane this idea that identity politics is a problem of the left is ridiculous it's definitely more so of the right i mean right like stand up for your principles if you I mean, still have out them, there yelling you know? jews will not replace us i'm like what was that, when has that been an issue yeah, <laughs> like nobody has ever said that's like and regardless nobody's gonna replace your shitty hair and your fucking tiki torches and your khaki pants get a get get a somebody that knows how to dress you sir man but after like, that was ridiculous yeah. like do, do you go to any protests at all i haven't like, been since the I, women's march or that's... yeah i i mean i went before you know in the years before the election mm-hmm. i went to some black lives matter protests mm-hmm. um and then to i went occupy. to that was a waste of time i did go to one occupy protest um and uh, you know i went to the women's march mm-hmm. in austin and and uh another march that was the night before and i haven't really oh, been yeah, the anti-donald trump was the night before wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hadn't really had any um, since then. 
but you know it is it was a little bit of a recuperation period i've also had to um get my life in order in other ways since right, then it's right, just been yeah. insane you know mm. hard to deal with i mean you brought up charlottesville yeah, yeah yeah and that i was on vacation i was in marfa mm-hmm. um we were talking about marfa earlier yeah. <laughs> and um you know we we didn't, we didn't have wi-fi so i couldn't stream anything so we're listening to public radio and they're just talking about it over and over and over and um uh where was i going with this tim uh we were talking about protesting yeah yeah and Oh, yeah. I mean, what does it make you think when you see stuff like this happening? Obviously, when this happened in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's already old news. It, I, dude, me too. I had to, I, when I was writing uh, and stuff today, I was like, wait, hold on. Was this last week or was this the week before? Shit, when was this at this point? Like, it feels like so much dumb shit happens day to day, as yeah. we all know that, like, now I I feel bad that I'm like almost forgetting. Plus, you know, the hurricane in Houston, our minds have all been on that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, like, it's Whoa. not that's not the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah. But but it's so it, much shit goes crazy. on. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just it just popped in my head. I'm like that that feels like forever ago yeah. because of all the horrible things that happen on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, like protesting and trying to keep going. With oh that, yeah. But. So that happened, and I remember to bring it back to my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember. Um, arguing with my brother on Facebook before the election and saying um, there there was some thread that was going on where he was trying to argue that Trump wasn't a racist. And I was, you know, I was trying to be nice and I said, fine, let's say Trump isn't a racist. Even if Trump isn't a racist, that's who he empowers. He empowers racist white men in this country and i just sort of sat back and was like got him no you didn't and and he responded are you kidding me the paragraph of sean hannity videos yeah yeah he did not buy that at all and the type i couldn't believe it and that's what popped in my head after these protests i'm like this is what you were defending this is i was this is exactly what i was saying would happen exactly the people who would be out in the streets and you were saying no way that he empowers white nationalists you know to those of you listening that's my dog chewing a toy in the background so i hope you enjoy that <laughs> but yeah like are you would you ever go to protest now like i mean do these motherfucking nazis are carrying guns these days and we're about to have swords become legal in texas here oh in gosh. two days that you can just carry a sword well, yeah. down the street i mean yeah, like yeah, right? it's as we all just have always the public definitely asked to be able to carry <laughs> yeah. swords yeah. like <laughs> they didn't they didn't do that but like would you go now still like i mean some of the ones i would feel safe at like on the Capitol and shit like that but like marches and stuff like it's weird now like they i mean these are isis tactics with that dude running that car into those people that's what isis does now and they went ahead and drove his dodge charger straight into that thing and all those people with 19 hurt and one died poor girl yeah heather higher heather higher that's her name remember that name first person killed by the nazis and well prep to our knowledge in a long time yeah i mean it is scary but i feel like it's it's necessary and yeah i would definitely go to a a march or a protest that 
happened here in Austin. I mean, it's important to continue to go. I mean, that's part of the tactics. Like you said, it's like ISIS tactics. Yeah. And part of what they do is if you show fear mm-hmm. or you're afraid to go outside, then they've won that battle. And it's it's basically the same thing. With that, too, isn't that kind of what Antifa does? Like yeah. they try, we, it's, I'm I'm all in favor of making Nazis run and hide. So is the bastard, and so is officially this show. But at the same time, like bringing ourselves down to their level, like is this is this like a battle? Is this is this our like our quiet civil war that we have to have to make these fucking douchebags go away again? Like to finally stop out Nazis, or is like everybody in the wrong here? We need to go the Dr. King route and just march peacefully, sit-ins, yada yada yada. Like, During Charlottesville, there were, um, you saw the photos of the uh, the people in military, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, flak vests and fatigues, fatigues military yeah. fatigues, walking with automatic rifles yeah, terrifying. down the street, and they were protecting. One of them apparently shot out into the crowd, by the way. I found that out the other day. Some One of the uh, alt-right folks. So they were, pro- they were protecting the alt-right they were protecting the people who were marching to protect the statue or whatever they said um and there was an issue an outbreak that was happening the this armed militia that is protecting the alt-right called the police to tell them that they needed police down there to protect the alt-right these these protesters and if they didn't come down that they were gonna do it and the police said that they felt a fear because they were outgunned by the militias who were there i mean it's crazy and yeah that this is the sort of makings of a civil war because Mm -hmm. the antifa um aren't i mean yeah there's been violence that's happened with them and it's sad that they have to exist but the clergy in charlottesville who was out there protesting who was talking to all of their congregations telling them let's protest these white supremacists we're going to protest peacefully the antifa was there in front of them guarding them and mm-hmm. one of the clergymen um had met, mentioned and like was talking to a reporter and told him if it weren't for the antifa things would have been really bad we right. would have we would have been attacked and they were the ones who were standing in front protecting us yeah it's like i can't fault like militant or otherwise if i mean one side you look at it this way one side's one to kill all the jews and black folk and the other one is to not not yeah (laughs) yeah. to fend all of those people and not do that yeah and stop the people that want to like i don't want a civil war by fucking any means like i think it's the worst possible solution but like there's no but to that like it's just going to keep perpetuating no 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 buts (laughs) like i feel like it could end up going i'm scared at least that it could go that way because donald is going to be here for a while and is not ever going to cool things down breitbart's about to fucking go all out balls deep on making donald trump's life a living hell or some whatever weird you know back room thing they've got going on and saying that they want to ignite the alt-right against donald trump and blah like so now there's like three different people fighting against each other like this is like are we gonna survive this <laughs> basically like can we really hold out another two years to kick his ass out but even then you got roger stone saying that if you have impeached trump you're gonna have a civil war on your hands and that guy is basically the goddamn little finger of washington dc 
Hashtag Team Stark. Hashtag Bye Bye Littlefinger. That's why we need to be the Sansa and Arya. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the show airs tomorrow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Wednesday. Um, <laughs> no, but it just makes me think, like, is it worth it? Are we going to survive this? And I think that that's exactly why we, you and me, mm-hmm. white guys, yeah. need to be there, need to be at those protests, need to be marching, because this is... This is the fault of, you know, not you. I'm putting on me, mm-hmm. like my brother, my my aunt, my dad, even. My mom said that she did not vote for Trump. Um, I was I grilling her. About it. And I know. Well, I, this is a lot of the she beef that I've you had. On Facebook yeah, and a lot shit. of the beef yeah. that I had with her or that I had in general was with my mom because, as I mentioned uh, on the first podcast, I was looking at my girlfriend talking to her mom and sort of educating her about certain things about politics and whatnot and Mm -hmm. she would just talk to her and say you know hey mom like that's not cool and would sort of let her know about certain things that were going on and would say hey you should watch this documentary Mm -hmm. or there's this book or there's this um there's this youtube video that's really insightful check it out and her mom would watch it and she's like wow i never knew Mm -hmm. that's so crazy and then she learned and now her mom is um you know woke mom yeah and i it's pretty much how it happened to mine too yeah just and i tried to do the same thing but surely yeah i tried to do the same thing with my mom i'm like yeah you know what my mom i i remember being home for christmas probably the same time that i had went and talked to religion about my dad and i was talking to my family about all this stuff about politics about black lives matter and they were sitting there listening intently they were so interested and then they would throw out questions you know well they seem violent why or 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 would throw out a question like but what about white people why can't we have a thing that is white lives matter Mm -hmm. just general very low line uh, questions that this is if you looked at the progression, and I know because I've been there. I mean, my girlfriend has taught me so much since we've been together. I mean, I, I, w- I was never Republican. I never had Republican views, but I definitely was ignorant to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And she taught me a lot. And I could see, based on my progression, where people are. <laughs> and and uh, these are the questions that my family uh, was asking. And, and they're, you know, sort of at the bottom of that growth. Uh, line Mm -hmm. and they but they were asking them and i was answering them and they were listening and that was great and that was probably two and a half years ago and now and and before the election when i was trying to do this with my mom and sort of send her information and tell her to check things out and sort of wanting to even bond with her over this journey of her learning about things that she never knew about and she would respond to me don't be dramatic stop stop sending me this stuff i don't want to fight i'm like we're not fighting i'm literally asking you to watch this video because this is information that you should have we don't need to have a confrontation you're you're you you and dad are the ones who taught me to be nice to everyone to treat everyone equally i'm i took what you taught me and now i'm trying to share with you a little bit what i've learned on the way you know Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, it, it all of a sudden was a confrontation and it sucks. I mean, I wish that, I wish that my mom, I mean, like I said, my mom said she didn't vote for Trump, but she definitely tried to shut those conversations down. She could also be saying it just to appease you. She too. could be. That's, that's why, I, that's why I said I include her in this right, conversation, right, right. you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, it, she should want to know she should want to mm-hmm. learn and it, it, i think it goes back to that identity politics of the right to where they 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 think that the other side is against them they identify with this side and therefore there it's it's like a sorry i've been talking a no, lot yeah uh, this is the whole point it's like a like the conspiracy theorist mindset mm-hmm. where a conspiracy theorist will you know, find all of these little holes, all of this evidence to support what they believe. This is, you know, confirmation yeah. bias. And then any evidence that is presented that would counter what they believe is part of the system. You know, right. it, that's, 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 uh, the, not literally the Illuminati, but I can't think of a better word for it. That's, that's Flat earth people think that, that NASA's lying about everything. That's mainstream media yeah. trying to convince me of their agenda. Yeah. You know, it's NASA's are just paid off earth flat sun's a disc, you know. Yeah. Moon's a disc. <laughs> sun's a disc, moon's a disc. <laughs> Where we actually live in a snow globe. Or snow, yeah. On the back of a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and every time it snows, it just got turned over. Yeah, exactly. That's why you can't see the sun when it snows. Exactly. I just, I don't know. You wake up, sheeple. <laughs> dude, uh, dude, I need to do a whole episode on flat earthers. I, that that subject pisses me off more than anything, just because of the baseline science denial. Like, that's I mean, that's worse than people denying climate change. Climate change has a small argument, but an argument. Flat Earth just does not have any arguments whatsoever. Like, it, that's just the pinnacle. Like, and that's a represent representative of the shit we got going on now. Just the yeah. art, it anti-fact, anti-illiterate or anti-intellectual um, culture of yeah. No, nope, the Earth's flat. Definitely. Like, that's we we use that as a as an obvious. You're a stupid person. Like back in the nineties, like, what do you think the Earth's flat, Einstein? Like, yeah, just an obvious insult. Now it's like, oh, well, now there's ten thousand fucking people that believe that yeah a part of me wants to i mean yes it's a very small group if we're talking (laughs) realistically not that many people believe that but it's sad that we actually have to address that part of me just wants to be like yeah well there's crazy people everywhere a friend of mine had a 200 comment long thread about this of arguing with people about flat earth but several different people chimed in in defense of it like at long paragraphs I mean, you could this you could translate this whole damn thing into a book or just like a an exhibit on ted <laughs> like i'm just this is where we are yeah like i don't know i mean certain people shouldn't be allowed to i mean i think that we should devote the rest of the conversation to saying making a list of the types of people who shouldn't be allowed to procreate yeah i think that yeah. that's what the left the liberals would want us to do right now yeah exactly we need to start um you know bring back eugenics or no wait, oh that's the nazi but side the of it. good oh, wait, no. but good eugenics <laughs> good you eugenics know, where we just stop stupid the <laughs> god no uh dude there it was sweden got rid of that at like in 1975 they fixed eugenics there's a jim jeffries joke about that it's like they're the only country they kept doing it until 1975 but 
you can't argue with the results and it shows like the women's soccer team of Wait, sweden what or country? something sweden oh, like cool. didn't stop doing eugenics until like 1975 oh. yeah or switzerland whichever one was i think it was sweden i don't know that's not important last question random yes or no do you support california secession if it were to say my ideal one would be it uh, connects up into washington oregon and montana and nevada would be the most logical i've thought about this a lot but <laughs> not nevada come on <laughs> Nevada's pretty damn liberal man they're democrats yeah yeah well, no i'm saying yeah. like that's like montana and that are like a front to like cut off the the armies from getting in it's a terrible idea it's in general, not as because... much of a clean line though a clean line would just be washington Oregon, yeah that California. the clean line would work but like with their militaries you know because like the whole the words completely falls apart it's like oh because america would never let that fucking happen they would let i've sent in the entire military yeah no that would i mean that would never happen um but if no military intervention no no i i don't i don't support the idea of secession i think that the term keeps coming up a lot with them too several towns it gets on it's getting on ballots and shit it's it's nothing's gonna happen i know you said it happens a lot but yeah yeah it happens a lot it's it's a waste of time to even like think about that and talk about that i mean they were talking about uh splitting california into five separate states oh yeah they talked about texas doing that too yeah which would have been horrible because that that, idea that would definitely create i mean california like we were talking about has republican Mm -hmm. and liberal i mean it's it's basically like anywhere in the country Mm -hmm. the city the the cities are liberal Mm -hmm. the country is not liberal even Mm -hmm. in california new york wherever that is a that is you know uh what's another state that's super democrat yeah oh Oh, uh, oregon has a bunch of right-wingers and oh uh, totally yeah yeah and so oregon's you know even more so because they don't Mm -hmm. have enough big cities to, no it's to their cities it are populated with left wing and there it's everywhere else is like it's yeah. crazy yeah at least california has enough of the coast like right. the coast in general there's only a few big cities you know uh, san diego la san jose san francisco and but there's enough along the coast that basically holds it down for for democrats or for liberals but um if they cut it up into states, it would be like San Francisco in Silicon Valley as a state. Basically. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah, then right yeah. next to Silicon Valley was like a super poor, heavily Hispanic area. Like that it's where all... it just it cuts off resources or something. It was insane. It like, does. Yeah. Peter Thiel designed this too. The douchebag that invented PayPal that the bastard killed pandas. With. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the central California, the Central Valley, mm-hmm. is is farming farmland. You know. And so right. um, that's the poor area. And and so they'd basically be, they're saying like San Francisco is a state, LA yeah. is a state, the, the coast in the between the there is a state, and <laughs> yeah. then we'll cut like a line in the middle and the rest will be a state. Yeah. All the people to the east are the poor mm-hmm. people who aren't yeah. going to get any of the money, but somehow are supposed to provide all of the the food and all of that. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, po- <laughs> the point, point is, is, we all need to work together, and you know, get along. And we need to put ourselves out there and be at those protests, be at those marches. Fighting is there a proper us. way to protest? You think? Um, like just peacefully is the only advice I can give to anybody. Yeah, I think that you know, 
violence will continue to happen. I think that this argument over the Second Amendment will... Uh, oh, that was something I wanted mm-hmm. to get into, but I don't think we have time. But we got, um, We're got a few more minutes. Yeah, I mean, the, this peaceful protesting can exist, and there can be two opposing sides at a protest. But when you say you're allowed to carry automatic rifles in a public place, and you have an army on one side... What is the other side supposed to do? I mean, mm-hmm. could you imagine if a Black Lives Matter... I mean, th- maybe this is a, you know, a tired point, but can you imagine if a Black Lives Matter protest had armed people at it's it? It's not a tired point because it's the point that people keep bitching, or not bitching, dicking around, uh, like saying, oh, well, that... No, but what would you do? You you would You would react more harshly than a bunch of white bald guys in Oakley's carrying around their damn guns pretending to be army men yeah 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 it's it's ridiculous like i mean and all uh, for some fucking statues and your stupid stars and bars get the hell out of here i can't remember the guy's name but um the guy in dallas during the the protest where Mm -hmm. those police were shot yeah um a protester who had um a rifle yeah and he had it confiscated mm-hmm. you know i mean no, none of these guys are getting their guns confiscated mm-hmm. and one black, black man guy, yeah. shows up with a rifle and he gets it comp the the police are nice he was cool to with him. it too and then he helped cool everybody afterwards like was helping yeah, the police yeah he's like, great i can't oh i feel like i should find his name i follow him on twitter but um anyway yeah uh and he gave up his gun but i mean None of these other guys' mm-hmm. guns are going to take Not a single him. bit. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it, it's either inevitable that people are going to show up on both sides with guns or that, you know. When both right... sides show up, that's that's when it happens. Yeah, that's, that's why no down. side should be allowed to show up yeah, with guns. At, at all. If you're going to protest, you shouldn't be allowed to show up with your gun. Yeah, I mean they're trying to do that thing in DC and the damn juggalos are, which is funny to laugh at, but juggalos are pretty damn violent and carry machetes. Like that's not a just a joke with them. They are crazy people. Yeah, and they hate racists. They hate I know. Nazis and Confederates. I love it. Like it's <laughs> it's hilarious that they're in clowns, but it's a bunch of machete wielding clowns that hate Nazis. This is their worst nightmare. And like this is, but this is isn't that crazy? This is where we're at. This Don- is where we're at. We're at Donald Trump like, is president, and we're gonna be partying with a bunch of juggalos. Yeah, I mean, like I, I never thought I would take the side of the juggalo, and like hope, man, you know what? I hope they take care of this, and on whatever day that rally is, I'm like kind of waiting for the Facebook Live videos of this day. Like it's gonna be weird, and I bet you anything, the Nazis are gonna chicken out. They chickened out of like a couple other rallies recently. With the one in Boston, a hundred well, of yeah. them showed up, and or not even like fourteen of them showed up, and forty thousand people showed up in the streets saying "Go the fuck home." Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. This is crazy shit that we live in. If anything, all we can do is resist. Yeah, I mean, I guess if anything, Donald Trump being president is bringing out the, the best of his opposition. And the worst of his people. Right, yeah. Like, but, but I mean, you know, talk about being spurred into action. And that's why I was like in a sick way after Bernie lost. Because Bernie, for me, was in that way a little bit of the Donald Trump where he would have shaken things up. Except he you know, wouldn't have sparked a bunch of Nazi outcries. But 
uh, you know, with him, I'm like, in some sick way, I'm like, kind of glad it happened because this is happening because everybody's getting, you know, more angry, more people yell at me when I say woke, but whatever, like that. And like, just more aware of the plight of every other oppressed person and the aware that your government's broken aware that this is all coming to light. Like the, the festering sores are starting to ooze in the country and like everybody's finally seeing it. And it took this tangerine fella to, you know, tear open the whatever pick your analogy. I'm bad with analogies. No. Yeah. I'm trying to be good. No, I hear you. And I feel like, I haven't talked to my family uh, that much lately about Mm -hmm. all this stuff, but I feel like it's time to sort of check their pulse on this because especially now. Yeah. How can, how can they possibly support all of this? You know? Yeah. Again. Yeah. That's my uncle does because he's just in a militia. So (laughs) yeah. Him and his son, my cousin. Yeah. It's weird. And maybe I should send them to talk to my family. No. They're they're in a militia to on the side of Trump. Oh wait, what? My uncle and cousin are in a militia. Who's Michael? My cousin and my uncle. Oh, that's not said Michael. Michael. No, no. <laughs> Michael from Bruise and the Boys is not in a militia, despite what the bastard says. <laughs> no, but okay. yeah, no. My uncle and my cousin joined some like, but it was just some dumb, same kind of dumb militias that. They do nothing but camp out and, you know, shoot pig's heads and watermelons and act like they're playing army man. Gross. Yeah, it's all it's all those dumb people. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I know that we just need to keep up the good fight, the peaceful fight. Don't, you know, don't hurt anybody. Even, I mean, punch a Nazi. Keep your wrist straight if you need to. You just absolutely need to. I don't condone it. Yeah. But keep your wrist straight. Always remember that. So... All right, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please remember to like America the Podcast on Facebook. You can also follow the show on Twitter. Yes, Tom, I will go feed you in a minute. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at at ATPWBM. You can follow The Bastard on Twitter at at Bastard Comedy. On Instagram uh, at America the Podcast. Catch video messages from The Bastard every week on, uh, on our off weeks, actually. Not every week. On YouTube, Funny or Die, BastardVideos.AmericaThePodcast.com. Um, you can also check out more shows at Wafflebutt Media Podcast Network at WaffleButtMedia.com. And follow the sh- uh, network on Twitter at Wafflebutt Media. I think I wrote that as an entire run-on sentence. Uh, Trav, what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Uh, at Trav A. Rose. At Trav A. Rose. Um, all right. Uh, so thank you again for listening. Please subscribe to the show and review us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, much love to Houston. Please do anything you can to help donate and help those people out there. And remember to America as hard as you can every day. Good night, America. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, America. It's America. The 